He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Where we uh, we explore options that either not many people have looked at or have uh, looked at in many years. For example, uh, the option today to record from a sofa instead of a chair. Yeah, uh, if you hear a bit of a sound difference, we're, we're experimenting today. and Be sure to tweet different. loudly at us how important it is that we only record from <laughs> chairs. Like, how dare you? You guys sound way too relaxed, too... Uh, too calm. Yeah. Aaron's got a bit of sniffles today. Yeah, I'm so not we're gonna, 100% again. We're going to take it easy with some fun Halloween fare that's good for any time of year, for any age <laughs> of person. Yeah, uh, only one of these movies, what I say, is a Halloween-esque movie. The other one even kind of takes place more in the summer. But And but, only one of these would truly scar your child, as happened to me. Well, yeah, that's kind of why we're doing this today. Uh, we both kind of watched this as, these as kids, um, and we rewatched them to experience the madness again. I found quite a few things, ironically, enough to discuss, and I thought there was nothing to go on in here. Yeah, I, um, the, the, obviously you can see by the, uh, the, the title screen, uh, we're not going to try to surprise anymore unless we specifically say this is going to be a surprise. People do that all the time with, like, YouTube videos. They'll start out, and like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, it was in the description. That's how you got the search hits. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. What's this monster that's coming? Oh, it's Slenderman. Um, you know. We're going to talk about Scooby-Doo. Yeah. We're and where he is. Yeah. Where are you, Scooby-Doo? Because we have work to do. Everyone keeps asking me, where am I? But nobody asks how am I? Oh, oh Scoob. Oh, Scoob. <laughs> oh, buddy, oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Impersonators, we are not, but commentators, I, we that surely was a terrible, are. That was a terrible Scooby-Doo. I think that might be one of my worst impressions ever. That's okay, you're I apologize. Sick. Yeah, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame that. Whether that's <laughs> true or not, I'm going to blame it. So, Like all kids, I'm sure we all grew up watching Scooby-Doo uh, on television, the TV show. The repeating background, <laughs> low-budget animation gold mine that is Scooby-Doo. Or, uh, as kind of was one of my first intros for it, was the, um, the, the younger um, boom, as it were, or the, the kid boom, as it were. The Tom and Jerry kids, the Flintstone kids, That's Muppet right. Babies, or a, a pup, pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby yeah, they... Uh, I remember that show being on. They actually had a, a drug episode. No. Yeah, 100%. They uh, they did it. Um, I'm th- sorry. It was like a Shaggy and Scooby are the worst people to talk to kids about <laughs> not doing drugs. It's like Homer Simpson being, yes, don't. Uh, overeat. It, overeat. And somehow, but like, yeah, they got away with it. Like, there's like this beach monster and they were actually scaring away people from areas that they were doing beach, uh, drug, drug uh, things. They never said which drug or what it may be. I think it was pot, but they never like, they never like actually said what it was. They just said drugs. And uh, Scooby-Doo kept going, drugs? Drugs? It was, yeah, it was a little silly. I don't know if everyone will be familiar, honestly, though, because the show is universal. I think everyone knows who Scooby-Doo is, but I wonder if as many people watch the more, would you even call them adult movies or the movie-length 
mysteries, which are the ones that we're talking about today. These are, yeah, I know some people are. I know one person, at least one of our friends is going to know exactly what these movies are. Because we'll talk about why he would know that specifically later. But, like, I know, like, especially people around our age, these came out right at the cusp of us being able to, like, pick what we would want to watch and... You know, I think we were like the target audience for a few of these. So the teens, young preteens, young preteens, late adolescents. They want to feel a bit older without actually being older. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, you kind of see the tar the, the the target audience was a little older than normal kids than they they were going for. Would you say that strictly by animation quality? Because that's what I was thinking. Uh, animation quality. Um, you know the the characters are just a, have a little bit more depth than normal. Um, like actually the show, um, uh, Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. or Mystery Incorporated. Where it was like that real stylized one. The one that just came out recently? No, 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 no. It was back when your brother was still in high school. Or, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, middle school. Because I think he watched it. Um, or is when the boys like first came. It was. Uh, it's actually like the first time a Scooby-Doo series has ever been an overarching mystery versus one at one yes, per episode. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, that one, I actually, I think I want to watch that one. Um, maybe we'll watch that for next year or something like that and talk about that. But. Yeah, Scooby-Doo's are more like uh, CSI serials than they are yeah. an overarching plot. Yeah, they're very uh, kind of one and done type things. They've had repeating characters, but more, more often than not, it's the... Um, uh, the guest stars. Yeah. yeah. The Harlem Globetrotters. This will never be dated. <laughs> nope, not, not at all. No, I wouldn't watch the Globetrotters when they were in town a few years back. I know, everyone says that that's a dating thing. I don't think so, because they're still doing it. Yeah, like, Harlem Globetrotters are actually still a lot of fun. Like, if you have a chance to go watch them, go watch them. So, um, but no, with the, these movies, I think, like, with the, the characters are a little bit just, like, I don't, I don't mean, like, they have in-depth backstories. It's like more so like these characters, instead of it just being the comic relief, the talking dog, the brainy one, the damsel in distress, and then the leader, it's like Fred and Daphne kind of have a quasi-relationship. They get jealous of each other. Velma is still the brainy one, but, you know, even she can be wrong at times. And Scooby and uh, Shaggy, are, you know, try to be a little bit more like when they did the live action movies with like um freddie prince jr and all of them uh it, it's kind of like they built off of what they saw in these movies a little bit so i get you there um i don't know i think it's always so strange when they peg daphne as damsel in distress she was not nearly in distress as much as scooby and shaggy yeah. were she, but she's uh, like the original stereotype for her was that she was kind of the dumb um, dumb Dandel in distress whenever she was actually the one caught up and everything. But you're right. Scooby and Shaggy are usually the ones either about to get caught in their own trap or <laughs> being chased by the monsters. They're usually the bait. Yep. They always just played as bait. I do love that. It's such a, a terrible disregard for life. <laughs> we could die, guys. No, no. It's cool. Just go get the giant rage monster that we saw earlier try to kill us and bring it back over here. But we're freaking terrified. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? 
That is bribery, that, Velma. That is bribery. Extortion. <laughs> but like they, uh, it's it was funny too. Like with these, I didn't realize this as a kid, but like, like a couple times of this, they're like the uh, the monsters that are chasing after them. Like they don't like try to push them down or like just capture them. These monsters are like trying to kill them. Yeah. Because at one point they chase them off of like a. Uh, 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 like a like a bridge at a museum or something like that. That's out or a uh what a patio, not a patio, but um veranda. Veranda. What is it? Balcony. Called? Balcony. Thank you. A balcony outside of like a museum that's like actually like a distance down that like would kill them. And then like Fred's holding Daphne and Velma, and the monster comes and like swipes at with a giant axe. Yeah, and like you wonder at what point do they stop being? We have to keep our gold digging operation is secret and turn into no we're okay with murder that's cool we will we will kill to keep yeah, this like, secret going i found gold in these hills but tourists keep coming up i need to scare them off and then for somehow somehow it turns from that to i'm going to kill random teenagers like <laughs> how how do you make that leap you know it's a crazy crazy leap so um but and we're, we'll talk about a couple others a little bit. I don't want to go too far into depth. It gets, in case. there are a lot. Like, we were, we started with our first two, and yeah. then we're like, well, what about this one? That's there. Yep, that one too. And that one. Yeah, and yeah. that one. And then we realized there are way too many and, of these. And these are, like, the ones that, and, like, we're going to talk about the first two, quote, unquote, that started this trend. Um, but there's, you know, what happens is these Which this, are very Halloween-esque. Yeah, and these, um... And this kind of series of films went on until, like, the 2010s. Yeah. Like, only recently have they stopped doing these kind of things. Because and now they they're doing different ones. Yeah. the entire series. They keep, yeah, they, Scooby-Doo has been rebooted more times than uh, Superman, Spider-Man, uh, Fantastic Four, and I, all that combined. I love how timeless he is. Like, that's the joke that you're going to tell later, but he really yeah. is just an eternal character. He's been reborn so many ways, but no one... Like, no one ever fanboys so hard that it's like, oh, it's terrible. They didn't get the gist of it at all. It's, I think it's because Scooby the original Doo. was, like, so laughable that, like, anything that they do can instantly improve on it, you know? I'm sorry. More animated shows need to have a recorded laugh track. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's so... Like, I mean, BoJack Horseman with a recorded laugh track. Would be... Well, I don't know. I that'd, don't know. Be meta, that'd be meta commentary at yeah. that point. Well, I mean, he was on a sitcom, exactly. so it kind of works, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're talking about, of course, the, the two probably more infamous from this kind of run of movies, um, and the the two kind of original. We're talking about uh, the first one, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and then the second one, uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Um, these two came out in the late 90s, I think 97 and 98 respectively, um, and uh, were kind of like Scooby-Doo starting to break away from what they used to be. In fact, at one point they make a joke, it's like, at least he didn't call us uh, meddling kids. I hate it when they do that, because it's, <laughs> it's like, at one, like, and one of them has like a damn TV show, and it's not like... They're like they're not like teenagers. They're like young adults, like pro young professionals. So, mm -hmm. um, it's like I hate when they call me that. So, they have uh, they make that joke at one point, and then um, uh, you know, 
like Scooby Doo and Shaggy actually have a job at a uh, airport. It's not like it's not like a part time job. It's like they this is careers. their career, you know. Everyone's doing their own Velma thing. Velma owns a damn bookshop. It's like yeah, which is good for her. She she plays it as ah oh, boy, it's not nearly as fun and exciting as a regular as an actual well, mystery. That's, that's what gets to me. The first part of why Zombie Island is such a crazy departure for a Scooby Doo movie because this is the first time in any Scooby Doo story, so far as I know, that the monster turns out to be real. Yeah, I guess I, I guess we should just throw a spoiler alert out, but at the same time, these movies are there, I mean, it's twenty. Your, this yeah, one of them is twenty years old. Yeah, Scooby Doo so, is ubiquitous, but I think yeah. that's that's why it's so crazy. Is that the first movie plays it in, and I was about I was just thinking about that too. Uh, even more so, Zombie Island is the only Scooby Doo movie where it was real the whole time. There wasn't a B plot of them trying to capitalize yeah. on that with another haunting, which is what Witch's Ghost is and the Loch Ness Monster one and Cyber yeah. Chase. Well, yeah. So this was the very one of the only and the first to say not only is it real, we're not even gonna have like a side plot where there's a guy who's doing bad things to under the guise of this monster, but the monster still is real. It is just straight out people are disappearing and it is all Real. Real. So, yeah, it's um, it starts off that um, Daphne has her own television show. She's actually being interviewed by, like, this, like, Oprah... Um, Ellen. Ellen. Well, this is kind of pre-Ellen. Um, who's the, the, the girl from... Uh, who's in Hairspray? Um, <laughs> the No, in the original Hairspray. Oh, I don't know. The original 80s version of Hairspray with uh, Divine. Who, I, I forget whoever played uh, Tracy Turnblatt... Uh, had a television show, kind of like, kind of like that kind of talk show type thing, but like, she had the most doing? annoying voice. She had. We first we were watching it, and I'm like, it's like the speed wrong. Is it just something? Yeah, we we found happening? a version, and we're like, this feels off. Real slow. It yeah, it felt like it felt like a a thing or two behind. So we tried to work with it, and we're like, no, and we just found a different version. But she was still as annoying she, no matter yeah. which speed you played her in. Yeah, we were like, oh, it's her voice. This is how the direction or the voice actors chose to play it. And it was terrible. <laughs> so poor Daphne uh, is bemoaning the fact that they've never once seen a real, actual haunting. Yeah. So they're going to start traveling around town for a new show to find actual haunted places in America. And she misses the gang. And so Fred, who is her producer, has the idea to call everyone up and they and all cameraman. get and cameraman, they all get together and they all go on this tour around America trying to find haunted houses. And every time, which is as the first song tells us, every time it's a fake. It's a just a guy oh, in yeah. a mask. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna throw up a quick note on this, uh, or we can come back to it. Later. No, Which go is, for it. Okay, so I don't ever want to forget anything we ever talk about. So if you think of it, yeah. go for it. Well, uh, this, this okay. So specifically, I knew I wanted to talk about Zombie Island for the the fact that it was you know the monsters are real and that it was the first one of this kind of new set and everything like that. The animation is actually pretty good for for a early '90s like kind of. B movie Scooby Doo type thing, mm -hmm. um, and uh, but the biggest reason I wanted to talk about it is these two songs. They're both by a band called Sky Cycle, um, and it is called the first one is called "It's Terror Time Again," um, and the second one is "The Ghost Is Fake" or the goat. No, the ghost is here. Yeah. Um, and both of them are that like, like late '90s kind of early millennium kind of 
pop rock type thing. Like, it sounds like real hard, almost just a little punky. Uh, but at the same time, it's real catchy and everything. Like, a really watered down, even like Green Day. Like, yeah. Green Day is like a pop punk type thing. Like, this is like... Green Day light, light, almost. Uh, but they are so freaking catchy. And um, John, who's been on the show, um, who we have to, hope to have on again soon, uh, he and I freaking love both of these songs. They are staples. And I'm not talking about, like, we'll have them in there. Like, we build our Halloween playlist around these two songs. <laughs> and with, uh, like, these are, like, we have, like, maybe three or four songs before that, and then these two are, like, in there. If we can find them, they're in our Halloween playlist. So, um, they're great songs. Go check them out. Definitely, like, on YouTube or something like that. I think the fun of it is they are not part of the movie, as it were. They yeah, are, it's not a musical no, of some sort. No character like singing in Zombie Island. Thank God. I know. And I think that's why there's a, an, like, when you watch the second one, The Witch's Ghost, and you have an actual band, a a band within the show who, who is playing these songs, you get you lose a little bit of that uh, discrepancy where yeah. it's, oh, it's just a cool song, like a soundtrack, like Phil Collins and Tarzan kind of thing, as opposed to, oh, you're actually going to play in the context of the show. Yeah. Uh, Instead of like it being like a musical number, the soundtrack works well. And it's not even like a score thing, like with... Um, uh, like when we talked about Paranorman yeah. and uh, Coraline, like how they allow the score to actually come down to either completely silent or almost completely silent. <laughs> flightless or almost completely flightless or completely flightful. Uh, ben Bailey. Ben, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, but it's, you know. We'd, we'd have to do the show from inside a car. Would I would to, do it. I would do an episode from inside the cast. We would cab. have to convince him that we always do our shows inside cars. Ben, <laughs> we have to do it this way. That's oh, the show. I feel like Ben Bailey would have been like, uh, "Yeah, let's do it." Comedians like, getting coffee in cars. <laughs> uh, podcasters in Priuses. In Priuses, talking about Propos- pictures, about moving pictures. Moving pictures. Uh, posterizing about moving pictures. I love it. P p p p p p. So <laughs> so many things. Uh, crap i kind of lost my place because it's uh oh the uh completely silence uh for the score these are just actual like part of the soundtrack like with um guardian the guardians movies like yes. how they use the the soundtrack to their advantage um you know uh uh oh, james gone doing you know having a expert uh, or uh, not even expert but or not i can always oh, tell when a song's you. coming up in scooby-doo that it's a uh... It's a montage. Oh, speaking of music, the theme song has been butchered to death. Oh my in both god! Yeah, like I think I think it's different, or if it's the same, like they might have done like two takes of it or something like that. They it, slow it down. It's supposed uh, to have pep and zing. It's like supposed like to be that kind groovy. of fun. Yeah, like fun. Like oh, uh, Scooby Dooby Doo. Where but are, are you? you? Like, know, like have some fun with the vocals, yeah. and they play it so straight. Like Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? Like that, like like pop grunge. Even it does. It's like, what are you doing? Do you know who this character is? It's like, like they're like they're literally Artistic making jokes. Integrity. Of, we can't fault on ourselves. Like they they have they have to make the like this is literally a, a movie that will make jokes about a dog not knowing that it's a dog. Wrong. Where? What dog? Like they they make that joke multiple times in both movies and like, but we have like a serious Scooby Doo. 
Like even even the live action version had like a fun kind of reggae Scooby Dooby Doo. You know, like it was real fun kind of pop. You know, like had a sense it's of pop. Yeah, fun. and like I, it took the yeah these these two theme songs. But yeah, Terror Time Again and The Ghost Is Here by Sky Cycle. Listen to like these are like songs that you insert into your Halloween playlist yeah. after the first time. Like like yeah yeah yeah's heads roll. I don't like the yeah yeah yeah's like really much at all. Except I freaking love Heads Roll. Um, we definitely should make a Spotify playlist after this. We've got uh, Little Ghost and we've got uh, the Scooby-Doo songs from uh, from Zombie Island. Uh, well, yeah, these two, um, uh, two Rob Zombie songs. Yeah, yep. like, basically, like, anytime we do a Halloween party, uh, especially with John, we'll <laughs> have a Halloween playlist that just kind of goes on repeat. And so, basically, we'll just try to share that. Can I just, can I just say... I am so excited. It's October. Yeah, so we can finally, like, be, it's Halloween time, so... And Aaron I'm... wouldn't let me decorate the house with decorations until October 1st. Yep. And, and then, then so, it was oh, Sunday. I woke up, was, pulled all the boxes in, and started decorating. I, I was outside mowing and, uh, you know, cleaning up the yard, and, like, I come inside, and it just looked like a Halloween decoration explosion happened in our house. <laughs> and you're not even done yet, are I'm you? I'm not. I've, I've done the mantle. Yeah. Just the mantle. <laughs> so we still have, like, our outside stuff and, like, you know, other kind of little touches here and there. So, uh, but going back to the movies. We're we, never going to stay on track, Aaron. No. We have to accept this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, so, uh, the. Zombie Island was, yeah. I watched that. One Halloween night, I remember very distinctly, I was in Florida, where I used to live before I moved to Tennessee in 2000. I was in Florida, I had just gone trick-or-treating, and I came back, and I sat down in front of the TV, and I had emptied out my candy, and I started doing my purge of chocolate, because for the longest time, I just didn't care for chocolate, and if someone gave me a piece of chocolate, I'd say, thank you, but I don't eat chocolate, and hand it back to them. And and, and we weren't together at this point, or I would say, just give me all the chocolate, give all her the fruit stuff. Just the precocious the little child. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want any chocolate. No, thank you. Me, me, like, I'll take anything I can get, because it's free candy, but, like, I would, like, well, would you prefer chocolate? <laughs> so I would come home, and I would sort my candy, and so we put on the Scooby-Doo movie, and it had to have been right when it came out, too, like, around that time, because I'd never seen it before. Yeah, 97. It, it probably was only a year or two out, probably, at that point. And I remember, like, I was watching, and it's very Scooby-Doo par for the course. You have the opening heist, and then yeah. you have more character stuff, and then going around and not finding any real people. By the way, how much more impressive? They, they constantly say, oh, if it was a real haunting, you know... Finding all these fake ghosts isn't very, you know, exciting or worthwhile. And I'm saying here, but you are actually uncovering real criminals doing real crime. <laughs> yes, on a, on a universe perspective, it'd be much more important that you find supernatural activity. But within the universe we've created, you guys are freaking detectives solving crimes that are baffling people and stopping legitimate crime. It's like... This just isn't nearly as fulfilling as finding a real ghost. Yeah, like, they get all kind of hoity-toity, or not hoity-toity, uh... Oh, you just used a projector and flashbang powder oh. and a cherry picker? Oh, that's nothing. That takes weeks and months of preparation. Ugh. Uh, Why can't so, you be a real ghost? So pedantic. It doesn't warrant oh any... Oh, my God. They were hipster before hipsters were a thing. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even realize that. So. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, because uh, the song, uh, The Ghost is Here, is uh, 
it has line, the ghost is here, and you know it's a fake. It's and just a guy in a mask. Yeah, and it's it goes into this, you know, that that this kind of chorus about how they don't have smuggling anything operations, bank heists. Yeah, and so extortion, like so many things, and like blackmail, and like and it's it's not really, exciting at all. Yeah, it, it, the problem is, is, or not problem, but like during the the movie is they're playing the song, but they're also uh, they're showing a montage of. Them catching all these different criminals. And Hoping every time, that it's real haunting. Yeah, every time Daphne's like, oh, I'm not impressed. Not, not impressed. impressed. So, <laughs> you are worth nothing, yeah, criminals. I was, uh, so it, it gets a little, not annoying, but you're just kind of like, really? You're, you're, you're getting people in jail for years and years and years, and somehow... That's you, not, and that's not exciting. You that's know? something you can't explain. Po- real police work. Um, Drag. Anyway. I'm eight years old. <laughs> You're eight years old. Eating my candy, watching the movie, all for all very par for the course. And then the zombies show up. And even yeah. before you know they're real, the animation on these things is terrifying. The animation for this movie, actually, even compared between The Witch's Ghost and Zombie Island, is, it's more it, terrifying. It's, than zombie. A, it's rougher. It's darker. Yeah, there, there's actually, I would say a. Not a significant difference, but there is a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. It, it's fluid. It's more realistic. I mean, it's still cartoon animation. When, it's, but... when the Terror Time song is playing, it's it's a sort of montage. It's showing all the characters being chased by the zombies. And there are these crazy shadows and lights. Yeah. It is mind-blowing. They actually did some art direction with this movie. Like, the second movie was a little bit, like, there was a little bit Less more problem. lighting. Yeah. More polish. Yeah. This it's just rougher and scarier in Zombie Island because they because it's real and it's zombies which are objectively one of the more hideous monsters you have to play with in your canon. And they don't they don't even make the zombies to be that they gruesome. Aren't. They're not like you know blood pouring. It's not Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I was gonna say it's not Walking but Dead. But the same at the same time, even for a kids movie, these are like for an eight year old zombies. I was creeped out. Super scared. Like even Gravity Falls, who like doesn't pull a lot of their punches. Like even they didn't like really show how gruesome a zombie can be. And like Scooby Doo, you know, twenty years ago was still more gruesome, or not gruesome, but it was had a scarier tell me, zombie. Tell me if the comparison makes sense because I'm not an expert in this by any means. Um, but does it feel like there was an anime sort of not in not in design, not for the characters, but in the way that they crafted the zombies with these heavy shadows and solid lines. There was a moment that it didn't feel like American cartoons. And I'm not sure why it does, but there is just a little part of it that makes me think that. And I don't know if there's something that you saw that would make you think that as well. I I would disagree. Not because like not because like, oh, it's not anime esque. I would say that they just took probably, you know, um, thoughts of like making the this? shadows it's not, deeper. It's and... not safe WB. It's this is not yeah. safe Warner Brothers. This was we saw some uh, heavy metal. We could absolutely go for that. Yeah, this is like um, uh, this is more. 
Uh, this is almost not Batman esque, but almost like uh, oh, Superman esque. Yes, the angles. Thank yeah. you. The angles and like the deep shadows, the the thoughts of the backdrops and everything like that. Not like and even watercolors as backdrops can be very pretty, but a lot of times people use those as kind of a very quick and easy way to use it. Batman versus gargoyles, because Witches Ghost is also animated well, but it's more like gargoyles than Batman. Y- yeah, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. I, I, yeah, that's a much better comparison. <laughs> um, I do love that. Again, first movie where they're like, yeah, this is all real, which finally gives Shaggy and Scooby something to actually be scared of. Yeah. Because they've known for 20, 40, 50 years that these things are never real and yet are continuously terrified. Yeah, they are continuously, like, just mortified by the very sight of some of these people. Someone says, ghost, ghost, what? No! And again, they're they're paranoid. Yeah. And not well, it's at, all the pot. Yeah, you're, they're, they're not qualified <laughs> to speak on safe drug use. <laughs> so, um, God, yeah. So, uh, they they go through and they're in uh they're they're actually we're going through Louisiana through the montage and back on uh, the Zombie Island movie. I do love they um, introduce they introduce all of these characters who are suspicious and. Hmm, what's that about? It's and a they make it more like a mystery or a thriller. They and that, that play it. works really well. They they stick to a formula, which is why it's so crazy when it departs and says, nah, this is real. Yeah, it, it it's a very uh interesting. They show like about three characters. Like in the in the other movie they show a few more, but like in the the first one they show about three characters that you think maybe who is behind the the zombie uh, that you know is is not real or something like that, and uh, when it turns out to be real, even the, the, even these characters still kind of show a different side. So this is probably like the first one that actually has kind of a twist. I mean, obviously with the the zombies being real, but like even beyond that, it's like holy shit! You know, this kind of the kind of twist that they had are almost adult level, yeah. uh, adult movie level. You know, for thrillers and stuff like that. Yeah, beyond the zombies, then then there are the werecats, which are hideous. They work it out. Oh, the the animation of them actually transforming that. What I would say is a little bit more anime esque, or uh, the beast transformation. Yeah, in, uh, I knew you got to bring that up. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. They're not afraid. It's uh, you have your two females and your male who turn into cat creatures. They're not afraid to go like hideous, scary. Even they're not just you know. You know, oh, it's a girl turning into a cat. It's a sexy cat. No, like they are scary. Like the like they uh, do cats have jowls or what's what's like what's the upper part of their lip like right here? Yeah, like the 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 cute little things that form the top of their mouth. Yeah, like like how you do a cat and like especially if you do the musical cats, you've got these things on your lip. They're like the the upper the upper lip. Someone's gonna. Someone knows. Uh, so, someone's gonna educate us in the comments, but like you've got like th- that that part there. Like when they had those, they're like like wrinkly and they're showing like all these like they lines. Look like they're like sphinx- snarling. They look like sphinx cats. They look like hairless sphinx cats because they show all the crazy wrinkles and like Arr. yeah. And then the the big uh, bear wear cat of a man. Yeah. Um, Voiced by uh, Jim Cummings. I oh, believe. Jim Cummings. If you're listening, we love to have uh, you on the I show. I do adore a Jim Cummings oh, voiceover. He's, he's a fantastic, fantastic voice actor. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Uh, it was really funny to see him. Many. 
do a Louisiana Bayou accent here. Oh, yeah. Because I thought he'd only done that with Princess and the Frog. And then it's like, no. That's right, yeah, because he was um, uh, the Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, just to show how varied his range is. So he he's a v- incredible voice actor, but and he, he plays the um, the boat the the captain boat captain type thing. So um, and then there's uh, the gardener who's voiced by someone. Um, his name is Cam Clark, who's done some uh, voice acting as well. What he's was, not as well known. What was the one that you found that you're like? Oh, I'm so oh, glad my that God. you. I have I, been looking. For I was years. listening to this voice. And I'm like, boy, you know. This voice does sound familiar. I do feel like I've heard it before. And Aaron's like, I'm going to go to the IMDb of this, see if I can find. Yeah, and um, when I was a kid, when I was actually in elementary school, uh, one of the girls in my class uh, asked if she could bring in a game. And my teacher encouraged it, and she knew it was edu- uh, slightly educational, or it had, like, puzzles and junk like that. And um, in, so, like, after lessons one day, or, like, before lunch one day, we all got to play and like it was actually like a class effort so we each got to do like part of a level or we get to try once or twice it was very cool and i always remembered this game and i knew it had something to do with aladdin because i believe she was of middle eastern descent i have no idea what her name was or where she was from or anything like that but and i and i knew she liked aladdin so i always remembered that it had something to do with aladdin and I could never remember the name of the game. And turns out that searching for Cam Clark, the voice actor, uh, it turns out he was a voice on that. And that and it found the game. It's called Aladdin's Activity Center. I had no idea that you were searching for that because I also grew up with Aladdin Activity Center. And I would do the coloring book pages. And I'd go in oh the Cave of God. Wonders and do the puzzle games. I remember yeah. it. When you said it, I'm like... Oh, you should have said something. I could have told you. And I'm like, like I and she knew I've been searching for this for years. I had no idea what he was actually talking about. Like I've, I've when tied... you say puzzle game, I don't think of Aladdin as a puzzle game. I thought of it as a fun coloring book and other yeah, sort of. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure I've kind of hyped it up wrong in my head too. But <laughs> like, it's like I remember specifically being. I remember it being incredibly fun, but I remember being like. Like, one part, I think maybe the Cave of Wonders being a little creepy. Yeah. But there's, uh, uh, so the guy who plays, um, the, the gardener is in it. So, uh, shout out to IMDB as always providing answers to questions we didn't know we needed answers. I I have searched Aladdin, uh, PC puzzle game in Google way too many freaking times. (laughs) It is ridiculous how many times I've searched for that. So. My true hope is that one person listening is like, (gasps) oh! I, I remember know the game. Yeah, like I'm, I, I hope somebody does. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, 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 that was kind of a fun little uh, connection with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, Zombie Island. Uh, the animation is definitely better. Actually, um, as you know, we're talking about voice acting. Uh, to kind of build on that, um, the voice acting it actually has uh, there's just a little bit of a kind of a story there too. Because, yes, you're telling me this. Um, the original voice of Fred comes back as Freddy. Um, they get a new girl to voice Velma because I don't think the original voice of Velma was still alive at that point. Um, and then the voice of Daphne actually, you'll know who she is, or at least you'll know of who she is. Um, and unfortunately, she is no longer um, with us. 
Um, she, I think she did these two movies and then that was pretty much the last Scooby-Doo thing she did. I'm actually, um, while I'm talking about this, looking it up at the same time. Uh, but, um, the, uh, the funny one you told me was about Shaggy. Yeah. The, and I'll come to that in just a second. Um, the voice actress for, for Daphne is actually the same voice actress who did a lot of the original female roles in South Park. Oh. Yeah, she's she's a little bit prolific in that, but unfortunately, the reason that she's no longer still around is she actually took her life. I want to say like ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah, it 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 was not very it was not a great situation. Um, so uh, Scott uh, Scott Innes in Ines Innes, um, he is the voice of Scooby Doo, but I think he's been the voice of Scooby Doo like as of late. Uh, for most of the more recent things, yeah, he, um, well, he's not done it as of recently, but if he was Scooby Doo for a long time in these, uh, these, uh, these last few years, uh, Mary Kay Berkman, Bergman, not Berkman, Bergman, uh, she was very big, but yeah, she, see, she was actually, she was in the movie too, um, and she was, she was in a couple of Disney movies too. She was, yeah. uh, she was in, uh, she was the Quasimodo's mother in Hunchback of Notre Dame. And she was actually one of the, uh, the blonde triplets in, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, she died in, uh, 99. Now, are we sure that's who she was in that? She's been bet. Okay. But I remember there was also a feather duster and I wonder. No. In my what? little heart of hearts, when we played, when we acted in Beauty and the Beast, I remember the feather duster had that name. Bad the... No, uh, she... come on. <laughs> uh, it's not working for me. There we go. IMDb, you fool. We uh, regret ever giving you a shout out. Okay, so let's see all. Uh, LeFou, Maurice, Bell, blah, 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 Gaston, Wardrobe, Bimbet. Stow, wait. He... Oh, no, you're no, right. Feather duster. They, they call her, so. She has a name in the, uh, see, Bimbet, and then. You're right. Yeah. I think uh, sorry, I think, I feather, I think the feather duster actually does have a name in the play, um, but she's like Babette or uh, it's something with a B as well. I remember that, yeah, because uh, so they're being she's, they're doing this on purpose to me. Yes, but she is one of the um, uh, the blonde triplets. So, okay. uh, <laughs> um, but but right, the- so but she yeah she took her life in ninety nine so I think let me see if she did any more Scooby Doo stuff let's see da, 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 da. Buzz Lightyear South Park Men in Black the, that might be something we review because I remember that series uh she did do okay so she, that's so that that's the end of this era for, quote unquote of this era because she was in the last two as well or no. Yeah, she was in The Witch's Ghost, and then oh. she was in Scooby-Doo and the Alien one. Yeah, but uh, I guess Cyber Chase came after that. Yes, it did. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. She was the original's Timmy Turner before, um, uh, what's her face, the uh, E.G. Daly. Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, that's cool. So That is really cool. Um, but, okay, so we so we talked <laughs> about her. Um, you know, may she, may she rest in peace. I, I'm sad that... Um, that she she took her own life and that's uh, suicide is never a fun thing and um you know if you're ever thinking about it do reach out to someone doesn't matter who just reach out to somebody and talk to them because you know no one no one should have to go through that alone so um going back to scooby-doo uh the other thing we were talking about actually was shaggy 
they actually, especially for this movie, asked if Casey Ke- uh, Casey Kasem, the original voice of Scooby Doo and and Robin too, uh, to come back and be uh, Shaggy. Well, he said, "Okay, I'll come back, but you have to keep Scooby Doo, or sorry, you have to keep Shaggy a vegetarian because he's a vegetarian or was. I think he's still around." Um, and they uh, they actually said no because there's a point where they want him to eat crawdads. And, because uh, there's actually a scene where he escapes to the, uh... I've seen car. Scooby and Shaggy eat many a thing, but the crawdad eating scene turned my stomach. Because that's not how you eat yeah, crawdads. Yeah, they were like... They were just uh, picking up piles of crawdads and putting them straight into the mouth, shells and all. And it was real disturbing. Like, it felt like, when you told me that story, I'm like, that's a, that's an F you right there. That's a... Oh, you won't be like, in everything? We're going to make the crawdad scene just disgusting to watch. We, uh, we, we've been to a couple, uh, actual crawfish boils. Like, what, I mean, they're, they're up here in Tennessee, not down in the bayou or anything like that. But we've been to, but they're people from Louisiana, um, who put them on and, you know, like, only the last time did I actually eat any of the, the crawfish and it was, they're like, they're really good and they're done right. It's a great thing to experience. So, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, there was everything in this. There was uh, beignets, there was jambalaya, yeah, uh, hot, hot peppers. peppers. Yep. They do, I do love that because Scooby and Shaggy eat everything. They always take great care to describe what region of place they're going to and the food that they will be consuming there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, they uh, they refused to keep Shaggy a vegetarian, so Casey Kasem said no to it. And now, uh, for these few movies, it was Billy West. Which is so funny because when you buy the box sets of the old Scooby-Doo uh, show, yeah. they would do these cute little behind-the-scenes interviews with each of the characters in between the shorts. And they'd be like, behind the scenes, you know, talking with Mystery Inc. And just show them, like, gabbing on a sofa, talking. And then Fred's like, you know, not many people know this. You know, how does Shaggy eat so much but stay so skinny? It's because he's a vegetarian. So they literally call it out that in this cute little behind-the-scenes thing that Shaggy's a vegetarian and his sandwiches never have meat in them and that's how he stays so skinny. And they're like, yep. no, we can't do that for you, Casey. But he's got to eat crawdads. Yeah, so, and uh, it, it's definitely, uh, so I think only the the man who did um, Fred, uh, let me find his profile real quick, Frank, Frank Welker, who is a very big voice actor. You you know more for his vocal Effects than because he's he is absolutely well known in his uh, he's usually like the voice of like horses and stuff like that or like animals yeah. he's the voice of Abu in Aladdin I love that so um but he's 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 wow. very much uh, I think he's Starscream in the no year. I think he's Optimus Prime no. looking up there no I don't I think he's Optimus Prime no that's Peter something I'm forgetting his last name um. <laughs> No, he is. Good thing we have this thing. Wow, called he's the internet. still Fred Jones. I don't, maybe he's not the original Fred Jones then. He um, is. See, there's Megatron. No, he's Meg. He, no, that's they. He replaced as Megatron. So in the live action movies, he replaced uh, whoever the voice actor was for Megatron. The guy who's V for Vendetta and in Lord of the Rings. I forget his name off the top of my head. Gotcha. Yeah, um, he was Mochi in Big Hero Six, the cat. Oh, that's so fun. I love that there's just these animals. Someone has to do the Megatron, voice acting Galvatron. for the animals in these movies. Yeah, and he's one he like he's one of the go-to guys like whenever I, like I hear an animal, you're pretty when you Usually, hear an animal. 
But yeah, like we're talking about him. He, it's usually the person who does Fred also does Scooby's voice, which I thought was always so funny. He's he was Azrael in the Smurfs movies. Yep. There you go. See, it keeps happening again and again. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's very much one of those ones that like super prolific. I mean, he has two hundred credits to his names, to his name. But I'm gonna go down all, all the, the way, way back. Did I, so, did I see Pegasus from Hercules in there? Yeah, I yeah, I absolutely would uh, see that. So. I just saw Transformers. You yep. missed. Oh, uh, well, that's whatever. Um, oh, my gosh. This list 200. never ends. Yeah, his first credit is 1969, so Ooh. he's been around. He, he was is. the original Fred. He okay, original cool. Because it sounded correct, but I wanted to make sure. So they got the original Fred. They tried to get the original... Um, uh, uh, they try to get the original um, uh, Shaggy. So, sorry, I'm, uh, but they also you got... You are facing so hard. I shouldn't have given you so many pills before we started. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to be uh, that way. and okay, So that she was not the original voice actress of Velma. So she was on some Scooby-Doo, though. Yeah, she, she was additional there. Well, that's the nice thing about so, voice actors. I do love talking about them because they always seem to interwine into oh, yeah. so many things from your childhood. It's always you, so cool. If to you want to see a uh, a great movie, uh, if you're like interested in voice acting at all, and you want to like kind of watch a fun little movie, uh, watch or a documentary rather, is just, hey, I know that voice. Yeah, that's and, a really good one. Yeah, you actually get to go behind the scenes with um, crap, and of course I forget his name. Uh, the <laughs> voice of Bender. Yes. Yeah, he uh, he does he like he shows you some stuff, and he's and he's prolific too now. Your so. job by the end of this podcast is remember who voices Bender because we have a lot of friends who'll be very sad if you can't remember. Joe DiMaggio there or jo- John DiMaggio. There you go. I knew you could do it. Well, actually, it's funny too because he is pretty good friends with Billy West, who yes. is the voice of Fry and is the voice of Shaggy in the new movies. I love so that. That's um, he, it's kind of fun that uh, that you have some interesting voice acting. Um, you've Speaking actually, of interesting voice acting, uh, well, well, well yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because the the we we talked about how these women turn into were cats. The woman who plays the main um, one of the like she's like the leader of the house and all that good junk. She uh, turns into a cat, right? See if I can find this to be a hundred percent sure. Yeah, there's but... this crazy backstory, dark backstory, where it turns out there were a bunch of settlers back in the age of settlers who lived on this island, Moonscar Island. They made it their own. They had their own little deity that they worshipped. They made a cat god. They fed their cats. Everything was happy and peaceful. And then the pirates came. And then the pirates came. Apparently, rounded everyone up except for these two women. And drove everyone on this island into the bayou to be devoured by alligators. Yeah, like it was like it, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to talk about that. That, that was super freaking dark, yeah. and especially in his kids. Like, they don't show anything, but you pretty much see them getting eaten by the uh, alligators. And You're like, so then these two women are like, "Okay, yeah, cat goddess, give us power to seek revenge." Because uh, the settlers were totally pagan. Absolutely, that's, that's a weird little thing. They that they, put they in absolutely there. worshipped Egyptian goddess Bast. That's yeah. how that works. So. Um, uh, but then they were cursed for eternity, so they yeah. have been consistently luring people out to their island and sucking their life force away, who, as it turns out, are the zombies, who aren't bad guys, they're just undead monsters. 
Yeah, it's it, and they're actually trying to warn them to try to scare them Get away. Get out of here. Go away. So some yeah. of the zombies are like wearing Hawaiian shirts with oh giant my God, cameras. That one, that, that's where it made it a little bit real for me because it's like the stereotypical uh, tourist and you're like, Oh, yeah, these aren't shit. just ancient pirates. Yeah. These are also people like just like a couple years ago who went missing and never came back. Yeah. Um, and they there's some uh, vo- uh voodoo. There's some wax yeah. dummies, and then they actually start melting. Yeah, like their faces, their living human faces start melting. I'm like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that, that was a little bit of a weird part, but um, so yeah, it's it's kind of it was uh, interesting to see these all come to commence. But the main woman's name is Simone. Uh, Lenoir, and uh, she uh, is voiced uh, by someone's. Uh, I have it here, but I'm not. I don't know her name off the top of my head. But I it's love funny. how this episode has turned into an episode of Hey, I know that voice. Yeah, uh, she turns into kind of a werecat or a Catwoman. She voiced Catwoman in the Batman anime series. That is too perfect. Th- that is as good as um, having uh, that Eartha is called Kitt. typecasting. Yeah, that's that is good as having Eartha Kitt's character in Ember's New Groove turn into a Catwoman. Yeah, when she was Catwoman and a few or uh, one of the Catwomen in the uh, original Batman series. That is so great with uh, Adam West. That's really funny. So, uh. But yeah, uh, so which is or uh, Zombie Island is really it's 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 better than you would expect a, a Scooby Doo movie to be. Um, the animation is good. Uh, of course, the mystery is pretty straightforward. Um, but uh, the twist with the Catwoman kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of really comes out of left field, and it, but it works. And the songs are great. So, but uh, if we're gonna talk about voice acting. We gotta talk real quick about um, uh, Witch's Ghost. Witch's Ghost is more so because uh, the other one kind of takes place during the summertime, whereas Witch's uh, Zombie Island takes place in the summertime, whereas Witch's Ghost is fall time. Like, there's actually like you know a premise changing. of it is that they go up to a New England town where the foliage is just turning, and it's this quaint little village from the 1600s, and they churn butter and all that good Salem stuff. Uh, and they're capitalizing as so many uh, towns like that do that that, that 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 town story. We're a small town and tourism is low. Oh, there's a haunting here. And they decide to turn it into this big thing where the witch that was killed many years ago, where it's uh, and describing the witch kind of turns into a, a small more you know PSA on the history of witchcraft because Velma, Pretty much just turns straight to camera and says, Back in the 1600s, people who were different or odd were often persecuted as witches and sometimes unfairly punished for that crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Velma, just tone it down just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we know. We, we get it. You could do it any other way. But they are brought to town by a mysterious black-haired stranger played by none other than <sighs> fan favorite of the our, podcast. The fa- favorite favorite of, of our hearts. Podcast, yeah. Uh, Tim... Curry, <sighs> Tim Curry, if you're listening, I hope that you're feeling well. Tim we, Curry, be well. Be well. We we he, wish you nothing but the best. We we had saw uh, a few years ago that he um, had actually suffered a stroke, and yeah. that's why he's not been in the public eye as of late. He came back for, for the, the Rocky Horror the, Picture yeah, Show. Yeah, he actually played the narrator, so which I was, that was very fun. nice. But he. Um, he is he's dealing with a lot of health things, so we we wish him a lot of health. 
and that if we ever get to meet him, not not even like so much, come on to the show. But we'll like come if we to ever, him. Yeah. Don't travel. We will yeah. come to we you. We would absolutely, absolutely, abso- absolutely, I know I did that, but uh, we would absolutely do anything just to be able to talk with him. He is, uh, he is a treasure. Yes. Um, he is a national, international, world treasure that needs to be, um, mm-hmm. needs to be, uh, it belongs in a museum. There you he, go. He belongs in a museum. Not really, but he, <laughs> he needs to live his own life, but he, he needs to be well, so. He plays uh, this mystery, the horror book writer, yeah. which Velma just latches on immediately, turns total oh, fan girl. girl. Like, damn, girls. Like, I gotta get my spray, spray bottles. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. And they go to his hometown, where it turns out that his ancestor, Sarah Ravencroft, was a witch and so the whole town has like been the whole you know we dug up uh, her headstone so like we'll just actually play into this and actually have oh yeah there's a haunting going on here and he's real mad about that because sarah was a healer and she was just practicing uh healing remedies to help people and she was unfairly persecuted and she had a book and the book told all about all the people she cured if only he had the book he could clear her name and so begins the link of this guy's acting suspicious. Hey, that guy's acting suspicious. Now this guy's acting suspicious. And this is where the twist comes, where halfway through, maybe three quarters through, you find out that the witch is a fake. And it was actually a bunch of townspeople all working together to make this happen. Uh, but in the midst of all that, Velma actually manages to find this book from Sarah Ravencroft only it's not a book of people she's healed. Yeah, it's really funny because at one point they're like they find the book and they uh, and they're like Daphne goes. There's a skull on this is, book. Th- that doesn't look like any healing book. And, and then they like, look through like Ben. This doesn't look like healings in here either. He's like, cause it's not. Cause it's a spell book, and I'm a warlock. Ah! That must make me a warlock. And Tim Curry's like just the best rich Tim boys. Curry voice. So it turns out everyone was a bad guy, but he really is a real bad guy who this entire time has just been lusting after this book so we could actually be a warlock, be a wizard, be a witch, and use magic to take over the world because every person just wants to take over the world. Yeah, it was uh, like it was really kind of funny because this kind of pops in and you're like, it, it, this one works well. The story works well because it is there is a subplot, a B plot, or whatever. There's of, a lot of them. There's something about the mayor's acting suspicious. What's he up to? There is the yeah. hex girls who are performing rock band who are oh, who God. are eco goths. I'm gonna say that again. Eco goths. We 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 we're not making this up. Go and watch. Executives it. of WB spin the wheel and pick two things to combine together. We're etho. E- we're eco goths. Like we don't care except about the environment. Yeah. Like, so funny. They, they like at one point they, they sp- could have just split been Wiccans because one of them is Wiccan. They could have yeah. just been a Wiccan. They at one point they split up from each other and they go bad dreams. Bad dreams. Like, oh. Guys, just tone it down a little bit. Uh, the main hex girl is voiced by Jennifer Hale, who I absolutely freaking love. She uh, she has done so many things throughout uh, her big, uh, her, like, her okay, career. so uh, 
Frank Welker had over, he's either over 200 or 500. She is over 300. <laughs> like, I mean, I could easily name a few, but I'm, I'm forgetting. She, you just passed by that she was in Rick and Morty. She was in one episode, but she was Mrs. Keene from the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, I mean, like, I, I literally, I'm looking through this and like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, for me, the fun voice that I found out about afterwards, which I should have figured out as it was happening, was the voice of the, actual yeah. Sarah Ravencroft, who gets resurrected and brought back as a ghost to really be a witch's ghost to haunt the town. And she is voiced by the voice actress who was Dot in Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Mom from Futurama, yep. which I knew the minute she said, fool, and I'm like, boy, that sounds familiar, or worm. And she has such a way of saying words. And then she was also in Avatar The Last Airbender as the bloodbender that Katara trains with. Yeah, trust Creepy Mc- voice. Trust McNeil. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, there's um, there's a lot, uh, there's some good voice acting in this one as well. I would say probably a little bit, a little bit or a lot more so because they have more characters. The other one was uh, had a smaller cast. So they, they focused on, you know, these well, the premise more, was but... that in that one, it really, left. there really was no person who's taking advantage of the real haunting to do their own haunting. Yeah. And like this one where the whole town is on it, so you have to introduce a lot of townsfolk who are all acting a little suspicious. Yeah, and it, um, they actually, uh, they do a song in this one. I like the Hex well. Girls songs. Like have... I gotta say, I enjoy the beat. It's fun. I'm gonna put a spell on you. It's, it's fun. It's very kind of like girl power. At, and it's that's not not a and I don't say that in a bad way. Please understand that. It's kind of like um like the Princess Diaries two movie, like when they do the the girl power song, <laughs> or the uh, Mamma Mia or a Dancing Queen kind of like girl power esque kind of song. It's not bad. It's just real stupid. I do pop like how rock. when girls sing a song, it's girl power, but when men sing a song, it's just a song. Like, like really try to break it down. If you try you know, to have a bunch of guys saying, "I'm a hex guy and I'm gonna put a spell," I'm on I'm a you. hex guy <laughs> and I'm gonna put. See, it doesn't work as well. It doesn't. Um, but I, you know what? You make a good point. That's not necessarily ignorant of me. But like, you welcome make a good to the point. jungle is just welcome to the jungle. It's not a male power anthem welcome to jungle or except you know like barracuda manages to play the line well i don't think yeah, that, that is a girl power anthem but it's, it's just fun and fun to sing yep. but they play it that way because oh it's a female singing it even in shrek 2 that's the song that they go with for when they uh, all go to attack the castle yeah i i don't and see it, I, I don't say it's a girl power song because Anytime a girl sings about like you know taking control is a girl power song. It's more so this song is like a weird girl like I'm gonna put a spell on. But well, okay, Bette maybe, Midler does maybe, the same thing in the. You know what? <laughs> Hocus it's, Pocus. You know what? Maybe girl power song is the wrong way to say that. I I can absolutely agree that that might be the wrong term. But it is very over stylized and like you know when you make something when you try to make something so timeless it gets. Um, uh, or something so modern becomes uh, dated yes. already. It's kind of one of those things. It's like they try to make it so like, oh, we're edgy, we're cool. Uh, I find when it's... they're singing, it's a lot more fun and tongue in cheek. And when they actually have them just act, oh. then it's like, oh, come on, girls! Like it's you don't have to do that on stage. That was yeah, it, like you know Alice Cooper doing like the shock rock and uh, you know that stuff that was actually really cool. Oh, Fiend My Frankenstein. That's another um, uh, Halloween. 
Frankenstein. Uh, that's definitely another Halloween stable. Uh, but this song, this song can't. I I'm, I would include this in my Halloween playlist, but like it's it. it's not as important not the as last, the other one. Not the last song. The last one is the same one, isn't it? No, Earth, Wind, Fire. Oh there. yeah, that one's kind of like oh come on, that, guys. That one, yeah, that that one. I forgot we were eco goths. Quick, put in something about loving the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Very Captain Planet at that I point. I will. I will say I liked the tune better for that one, but the words were stupid. Yeah. Like because uh. uh there's, there's one part is just like uh, we may look bad but we don't care. or no that's hex girls um no we may look bad but we don't care yeah that's still uh love oh the we earth. oh we love the earth and all of the to sun. love the earth is our desire the, there you go that one that that part the that melody is actually it, really is, a cool. me- it yeah. is a fun melody but then they have the, the the gang playing on the side there and i'm sure everybody in the audience is like who the fuck are they? Okay, no, I posit <laughs> that when they pan over there, they're actually in their own little stage area where no one can actually see them, and they're it's, just playing for themselves to it's have like, fun. It's like giving uh, a little kid their own controller that's not plugged in and exactly. say, oh, you're controlling the bad You're guys. doing that. I have done that. They love it. <laughs> I, I I plan on using that with our no kids. No kid wants cool. to lose, so how fun is it? Be like, I'm winning, yay! You're always winning, so. Uh, but I... I like the story for Witch's Ghost because it's a little tongue-in-cheek and it's showing uh, some stuff from their original show. I think I like Witch's Ghost more because I like that the kind of subplot works into the main plot that you don't realize until halfway through. And um, the voice acting is really good. The characters are fun. And, you know, the one pro that the Zombie Island has over Witch's Ghost is that it's the music's better, but that's, mm-hmm. that's I mean, one pro. Uh, as someone who definitely got scarred by Zombie Island, I I almost positive to say that Zombie Island isn't even a Scooby-Doo movie so much as Scooby-Doo characters thrown into a real <laughs> scary ritual thing. It's just so unlike any other Scooby-Doo movie that comes after it or was before it. Because, again, yeah. there is no other villain using the hauntings the real hauntings to cover up for his own nefarious schemes yeah like they um, literally steal people <laughs> it's funny you bring that up but like i'll put scooby-doo and like the normal things it's funny because uh it's, uh robot chicken actually has scooby-doo and the mystery gang versus jason from friday the 13th it like and it like it weirdly works and it's terrible at the same time. So that's uh so the I, I love Robot Chicken. But they uh you know I just I liked Witch's Ghost more. The animation is not as good either. That I forgot about that. The animation's a, a little bit more rushed. There's some parts that have like some good fluid animation and then there's just you can tell they're trying to do some swooping camera motions and everything just looks a little too distorted to be done believably um especially when he's like trying to summon demons yeah they're they're like that and again like with the how the cloth moves and like the wind and the hair and everything like that moves out like i can see them taking but then they do this crazy like like, zoom in and then up move and it's like lurch 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 it's hard to do that takes a lot of work. And uh, I think my favorite piece of trivia that you found out about Witch's Ghost oh, yeah, I was about that. Tim Curry and his lines. Yes. Uh, so I actually have it pulled up here. <laughs> or I had it pulled up. Liar. You never had it pulled up. I How had it. dare you I lie had... to these good folk that you had it on hand. This one good person. Um, I had it uh, pulled up. So let's, let's see. Is this, this is back to Zombie Island. So let me. I have to go back into the actual movie itself. 
But uh, what happens is um, he says a line in the film to summon, um, let's see, almost there. Uh, here we go. Uh, he says a line to summon the witch's ghost um, after he's revealed that he is uh, not a, he's he's trying to do this for nefarious plot. So um, here's the actual trivia post so, so I don't butcher it. A long-term fan of Scooby-Doo, Tim Curry c- considers dreadful darkness. Hear my cry. Bring back the one who cannot die to be his favorite line through his career as he believes that this was an inside joke referring to Scooby-Doo himself, who actually enters the scene after the line is said. He says it, gets interrupted by the mystery machine, door opens, it's Scooby. Yeah, it's, um, it is very... It's funny, I love that. I love that he thinks that. I love that he, like, read this script and is like, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, they they did a they this one they ha- definitely had some fun with this one here, and um, they uh, it's it's funny to find out that Tim Curry is such a big longtime fan of uh, um, Scooby Doo because uh, and actually oh here's another piece of trivia you didn't know until uh, because uh, I didn't know until just now uh, his appearance Ben Ravencroft's appearance is based on Stephen King. Uh, and Tim Curry, Northern played, England yeah. horror writer. Yes, yes, I see that. Did Stephen King have a ponytail? Uh, I could see him having a ponytail. At I one cannot. Point. He has a square face. He shouldn't have a ponytail with a square face. But at one point, uh, uh, or sorry, uh, sorry, Tim Curry, as everyone knows, originally originally played Pennywise. Yes, as the um. Uh, in the Stephen King's It. Yeah. So, which I really, really want to watch the new Stephen King's It. You so. can watch that without and me. And if, uh, if you guys have already heard, uh, have already watched it, um, leave us a comment. Tell me, please no spoilers. I know we're spoiling a ton of stuff here, but it's Scooby-Doo stuff. Uh, no spoilers or anything like that. I, I mean, I know how the story goes, but um, no spoilers. I really want to watch it because I think, I think I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. So, Somebody has a good 80s nostalgia for it. I tell you what, before we wrap up, pull up that list of all of those Scooby-Doo movies, and we're going well, to do a rapid fire of each of them, because I have seen all of these. Well, you, Up to a point, because after a point, point, we're like, there are too many here. Yeah, because they're, they're, it gets to a point, and I was even seeing them uh, uh, with, actually, I could just do Fred. Um, I can go back into Fred, because he's, uh, Frank Welker, he's been doing he's it. He's doing all of them. They're, um... Now, there is one thing that doesn't get brought up here, and I don't think we'll ever do something on it full on, but uh, there was a time when they were making full-length movies with the same animation budget as the shows featuring Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, like there's the... And and actually, uh, let's bring those up. I still... I may want to do those later on, actually. Okay, well then, we won't go too far, but there were a bunch... These are my introduction to a full-length movie, and I love so much. You can even see it in marketing for these Scooby-Doo movies. Fred, Velma, and Daphne very rarely make it on the cover. It's always Scooby and Shaggy and the monster. Yep. So way back when, they were doing these, again, original animation team sort of movie-length episodes where it would be Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy-Doo, and the Mystery Machine going somewhere, not trying to find uh, bad things, but bad things keep happening to them. There's... They meet the Boo Brothers, 
which is another down south plantation one. Yeah, it's they, kind of like a Casper ripoff. Yeah, where it turns out ghosts are real, but they aren't the villains. Um, then there's one where Scooby, uh, where, where Shaggy gets turned into a werewolf and competes Rolex, yep. in a race car tournament. Yes, uh, we're not making that up. If you've never heard of that, which I would be surprised if many people hadn't heard of it, but he literally gets turned into a werewolf because the werewolf... They have to do this big race every With year. With all the or monsters. All this... Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy. Yeah, and they have to have a werewolf or else the race can't commence. And uh, Shaggy randomly is a race car driver. Not only is he a race car driver, but he has a girlfriend who is like his pit crew type thing. Mm-hmm. And like, um, it's really strange because like this happens, but he gets turned into a werewolf. And like every time he hiccups, he turns back into a werewolf. Yeah. And then perhaps my favorite, which some of you may know about because there's kind of a modern thing of it happening right now, is Scooby and Shaggy somehow become teachers at an all-girls school, but all the girls are daughters of famous movie monsters. So you have a little... Uh, a little uh, vampire girl, a little Frankenstein girl, a little werewolf girl, and they're all, and they're just teachers at this girls' school, and the preppy boys' school from across the way won't stop trouncing them, so they have to have a field day event and put on an event for their dads when they come into town, and it has nothing to do with mysteries at all. There's no mystery in any of these, except for Boo Brothers, just trying to, like, survive, as it were, but... I just love the crazy premises that each one of these. In Boo Brothers, there's the Beauregard family. There's a bunch of hillbilly people shooting him constantly because one of the girls really likes Shaggy and will not quit. There's a giant gorilla that's there for some reason. It's all sorts of randomness. And they're, and again, the exact same animation team. So it's so funny to see the repeating backgrounds and all of the same stuff happening, except just these three characters who never once solve a mystery, but somehow keep just finding themselves in wacky hijinks. Yeah, there's, um, it, and these are, like, made in, like, the 70s, 80s time. when Scooby-Doo vibe. wasn't, because there was, like, what's new, or where are you, Scooby-Doo? What's new, Scooby-Doo? There's, there, they did a few series, and then they did, like, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, and then, like, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Yep. They did, they did, like, quite a few different series. Like, you think there's a bunch of series on now. There's a, a bunch leading up to that point. So, I think uh, we may save that for a later time and do a different episode, either this year, maybe even next year. I'm doing, because I do want to watch those again, and re, uh, maybe we'll do those this year. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, fit it into Halloween. Maybe. Um, Wrap it up. All right. Maybe we'll do it in for November or something like that. So They're fun. Uh, they're so fun. They're, they're fun. These are, like stupid fun like whereas like they, the ones we did for this one are like a little bit more serious but they're still fun these are just it, stupid fun i remember that these ones that we've been talking about which is ghost and zombie island they kind of play on the tropes of the characters a little too hard oh there's screen shaggy always eating that's no mystery they, they play it a little too hard whereas when it's just the three of these guys on a bros road trip through yeah. different places just getting into shenanigans you're allowed to just be a little bit freer with how things go Shaggy gets angry, like straight up just pissed off at times, which you never see in these movies or in the original show. He's just a coward and scared and eats a lot, which is so funny. Uh, so, um, so if we want to do this uh, kind of rapid fire. rapid fire thing, so we 
watched um so we watched the first two of these kind of new 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 set uh, uh zombie island and witch's ghost uh, so the next one up is, let me make sure I'm not. I'm very certain that that is the next one. I think I you think have it exactly yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So we'll go back up because um, I'm going through Frank Welker. So we're, it's going to be not as, as rapid fire if as we If we forget want. anything, we're sorry, but we're going through Frank Welker's No, no, there's one, there's, one in, there's one through here. So I because, can't imagine no, what I know, it would no, be. I know what it is because uh, going on. There it is. So the next one is Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. Okay. So this this one I remember being kind of silly. Um, I remember Scooby and Shaggy both falling for this the this hippie uh, this hippie girl and hippie dog respectively because Shaggy love, obviously falls for the girl. And I am sorry. No bestiality here. I love that Scooby and Shaggy get girlfriends. I love it. Yeah. And so uh, what happens is they go out to this kind of Nevada town and uh, kind of like an Area Fifty One type place. And some things are happening, and they, they talk with, like, this local school, and they're like, yeah, there's, like, aliens going on, and, like, Scooby and Shaggy end up getting abducted a couple times, and, like, it's weird, and and they figure out that it's actually these students who are trying to get, like, a grant, um, so they're going about the wrong way. Oh, no, they found a giant uh, pit of jewels and gold That's under the right. desert, and so they started digging, and like, well, we can't give this to the government, it's on government land, we'll just do this and keep it quiet and we'll just keep the money for yeah. ourselves so they so they that's how they so they cover it up with an alien invasion well the thing is is it's like in going with the same vein of actually things are real so zom the zombies were real the ghost was real the aliens are actually real yeah. scooby and shaggy the uh the couple that they end up falling in love with one oh okay no here's the really cute thing about that so the reason they fall in love with them aren't just because like they're beautiful but because as they were the aliens. As aliens, they learned about Earth culture before they came here, and all they had were 70s yeah. shows. So they're hippie, flower power children coming down, which is perfect for Scooby and Shaggy, who are eternally baked out of their minds. They're like, dude, yeah, I love your flower necklace. Oh, your pants are so cool. And so for them, they're like, yeah, this is how people, this is how people still act. People still wear ascots and bell-bottom jeans. This is perfect. Yeah. And they end up being actual ghosts, and it's, it's. And I do like the alien designs that they give yeah, them. Yeah, the I remember. I remember them being pretty. Um, the dog pretty cool. alien design is really super cool. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I remember that being pretty, pretty neat. So I like that about it. Um, and there's lots of quirky characters that show up. Let's see if there's any uh, images of work. them now, but it's it's, it's I don't really think cool. So, but they wouldn't it'd be spoiling the surprise. As exactly. Were. So, um, I it, enjoyed that. That might be one of my more favorite ones. We'll see as we keep going, but that might be yeah. one of my more favorite. So ones. going up, trying to find the other one, doo -doo -doo, which we just saw a second ago. Yeah. Um, which Aaron has very strong feelings upon the next one. God, it's terrible. All right. So yeah, this one. Okay. So. Um, I remember, I remember I watched this movie and my, uh, uh cause, uh, we had, uh, a friend who had a bunch of kids movies and I was wanting to watch kids movies. And so I went on the trip, like, can I watch all these kids movies? And like a couple of them are Pokemon movies. Uh, there's a couple of Scooby-Doo's and there's like maybe some other things. So that's how I watched Alien Invasion. And then this next one, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Uh, a poor description of how the internet actually works and game development, but yeah. I will say that the the virus is one of my favorite character voices and designs from but these. But it was so freaking obvious who did it because every time oh, the yeah. spoke, it was every always a time. baseball pun. I'm like, why are you doing baseball puns? It was 
So it's super obvious. So it's not a good mystery as far as, you know, Scooby-Doo mysteries for kids. They give you enough clues so the kids can learn and deduct and reason. Yeah. And with this one, it was... I do like some of the songs. There's some, some fun songs, and this and the creep and the creepy, scary voice for the uh, virus is fun. And I like his design of his bolt of lightning just walking around. Yeah, that that is fun. And they actually get because they're like more the modern, the late '90s, early millennium looks and everything like that. Shaggy's slightly different. He has like a V-neck now, and like his pants are a little different. Mm-hmm. Scooby has a different color uh, collar. Um, of course, Fred doesn't have the ascot. He's wearing just like a white shirt. And the reason that they do that is because they meet their digital selves in the game that is being developed about them. Yeah, that's the whole point is they have to like go through and like win the game. And when they get to the final level, they meet themselves, their avatars looking like they used to back when the show started, which was a really cute little send up. I thought it was fun. Let's see if I can find a image of the two of them, uh, the two groups. Yeah. Okay. So you can see, so the original one actually like, uh, Shaggy actually has a different color shirt and Velma's in her orange sweater and, you know, like, uh, like, like just skirt. a very classic look, yeah. way back from the originator, originating of the show. Like, Velma is probably the one that looks the most like her other one. Daphne I, always gets to update, and I do appreciate that. She she always has a, some... I wish Velma was able to She always has well. some fun purple suit on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but the thing is, is the story isn't that great. I mean, they get to the go through... The mystery isn't that good. I yeah. like all the fun level designs that they do. It's, that was cool. It's fun for a montage sort of thing. It's cool. Yeah. And it's very Tron, getting trapped inside the video game. Yep. So they do actually get in a, they don't think they're trapped in a video game and it's not, they actually think that they're trapped, they actually are trapped in a video game. So, um, he, he was even in the Scooby-Doo live action movie. Mm-hmm. So going, so, and this is kind of the end of that style and then they get more and more ridiculous. Okay. So here's yes. the next, for uh, next one. Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. Now, I didn't actually watch this one, so... I did, too. It was a chupacabra. No, I didn't actually oh, watch sorry. this one. Well, I I did, because I had... Because uh, my younger sister loves Scooby-Doo, and then my younger brother loves Scooby-Doo, so I just keep watching the kids' movies with them. So, Monster of Mexico is fun. Lots of Mexican culture, so all we talk about are empanadas and chalupas and all the yeah. authentic Mexican cuisine So, that they I eat. have to ask... Um, uh, so, I guess they're doing something with the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Of course, um... Oh, Casey Kasem actually comes back as Shaggy. Cool. I didn't see that. I just saw that. Um, so let's see. Do, do, do. No, I don't want... Uh, where's my They images? talk about there a lot go. of uh, ancient Mexican folklore, because that's where the Chupacabra is part of folklore. Uh, they talk about Quetzalcoatl, who is the snake uh, feather god. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about how, like, Scooby and Shaggy are, like, prominent on the, the, the covers. Like, Scooby and Shaggy take up, like, a third... Of this cover. And Velma, Daphne, and Fred are just kind of stuck in the Every background. cover is like that. And they, I guess they're just the most bankable characters. That's why they made a spinoff with them and Scrappy hitchhiking yeah. around America. <laughs> so, uh, would you say the Monster of Mexico was good at uh, at this point in my life, slightly racist, maybe, but they never <laughs> they never pull it into like as bad a territory as the hillbillies from Boo Brothers are. I, so yeah. now I know that the this next one here, the animation starts going downhill. Like I I, I think maybe Monster of Mexico. Uh, no, I'd say it's also I'd say same level with okay. uh, Legend of the Vampire. Yeah. So the next one is The Legend of Vampire. This is the one that takes place in Australia, right? Yes. Yeah, in I the think Outback they keep for a reason. rock concert yeah. where we see the, the Hex, Hex Girls. Girls. Yeah, they come back, don't they? Which is fun. I do like that there's a callback in that way. Yep. And actually, as far as I can tell, they have at least two of the original 
three. Nope, they got all three of the voice actresses back for that. So that's fun. Which that's great, but um, I remember seeing a, a part of this, and I'm like, I'm watching like their their thing, and then like the music has just gone downhill. They're they're gonna cut like they're gonna cut their first CD, and it's gonna be like they might get like mild popularity, and then no one's ever gonna listen to them again. Mm-hmm. Now I wonder that must mean that the one that I'm still that we haven't come across came after that one. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I'm I'm going up through at the moment, so just... <laughs> trying not to get distracted. There, there we are. Is. Yep. So I bet you're exactly right. Uh, the uh, next one is Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster, where it turns out that Daphne, while being beautiful and rich, is also royalty because uh, her family has a Blake castle on Loch Ness because, of course, they do. Yep. So they go all the way out to Loch Ness to stay with the family. And, of course, these scary things start happening. And is the Loch Ness Monster real? This one has my fun funnest ending because as it as it turns out the monster is not real if you've seen gravity falls you know how they achieve that particular uh fake uh but after they do that there have been these two warring characters this entire time one of whom they're both professors who had a falling out years ago about the hypothesis of whether the loch ness monster is real or not so one who's like oh poppycock and fiddle faddle it can't be true and the other one who's this girl who worked with him she's like it absolutely is true i've got proof here and at the end of this there is a sighting of the real Loch Ness monster who kind of makes an appearance, and they see the photographs, um, and they're like, "Oh, oh my gosh, it is real! You were right. I'm so sorry. Let's work together." And they go off in a bathosphere down to the depths to start looking for the real Loch Ness monster again, <laughs> which is hysterical. Daphne has a sister, yeah. a Scottish-speaking sister. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this: uh, If the Loch Ness monster is real in this one, does it look better than uh, Nessie and me? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Call back we to our We only see a episode. tail of this one, and it's better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so the next ones I don't think either of us have seen. So we're going to just do... Find gonna... the very last one, and let's make a hypothesis. Of uh, the very it. last one? No, the one that's after that one, the one that we haven't seen. It's a Scooby-Doo Christmas. Oh, no, that doesn't count. Christmas specials uh, don't count. Scooby-Doo and Where's, Where's My, my Mummy? I've never seen that, Where's I, My I, Mummy. I think we can make an assumption that it's something to do with mummies. Um, Are you sure, Aaron? Are you sure they're not playing on expectation? They're actually about <laughs> something else entirely. Uh, no, not at all. So we know what that one's gonna be, and we can. I I, I just could tell that from here on oh, out, these God. are not as good. They my my brother my my brother was obsessed with Aloha Scooby Doo. And I hated Aloha Scooby-Doo. That one looks terrible because it's like a tiki monster, isn't it's, it? It's Hawaiian culture and there is a volcano god who is trying to disrupt the surfing competition. I'm like, guys, and of course come they have on a, now. And of course they have a surfing competition because you can't go to Hawaii and not have a surfing you competition. You can't not surf. Yeah, oh God. Anyways. And that's where we get the whole, is this a little... Is this a... Right, so the next one is Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy. Uh, yeah, I bet it's some sort of pirate ghost or, like, pirate, um, powerful Did I, black beard type thing. You know, pirates, honestly, were one of the most, like, water-based monsters and villains were, like, Scooby-Doo's bread and butter for a while yeah. back in the day. When they were doing it, there was a like, pirate ghost who yeah. was running a smuggling ring. There was the diver, the creepy yeah. diver who never spoke and was just this yeah. glowing phosphorus thing that emerged um, from the, the swamp, There's like a swamp monster at one yes. point, too. There were so many different ones. So okay. they definitely like played on all of that stuff. There were never any evil mermaids, oh, he was though. Fi- he was Nibbler. 
Oh, he was, he was Nibbler? Yeah, that's why like, I knew he yeah, sounded familiar. Yeah, because he would be really good at Nibbler. Next one is Chill Out Scooby-Doo. Again, we can... Like, I, Abominable we can... Snowman. I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah. And then Scooby-Doo Get a Clue is the one where they actually like have the weird eyes. Weird eyes? Um, Very it's stylized. Like super, it's super stylized. Oh, Like, they don't okay. have pupils. They look like Hanna-Barbera. They look like the Flintstones. Uh, yeah, they look like Fred and Wilma, or not, no, uh, Barney and Wilma, where they don't have like the the uh, stuff around it. So. Right. And then a Scooby Doo and the Goblin King, which again we can kind of say what we know from that one. But there, no, no, no. I, I no, what we I'm trying to do. Watch all of these. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get up to uh, a certain. I'm trying to get past. So we, so we, we just had that one. Scooby Doo and the Samurai Sword. They're just a little too on the nose. You feel yeah. me? Uh, a you too, feel me? You feel me? You feel me? I feel you. Um, he was Bullseye. And he was Pascal and Maximus. He says it right there. Yes. Okay, I I'm see. I, like you said, he does yep. horses. Uh, Scooby-Doo Camp Scare. Scooby-Doo Abracadabra-Doo. Scoo- uh, I remember this one. Because Abracadabra-Doo, didn't they go to Las Vegas and there was no. That's, I bet you no. I bet you. That's from the TV show, the new TV show that they did, where it was because there was a roller coaster monster, and then there was a magic act in Las Vegas that was being sabotaged. Yeah, but I bet you, I know exactly who the magic act was. If I can find it, let's go see all because I bet. Well, this is um, this is uh, this is after the movie, so Matthew Lillard has stepped in as Shaggy. That's true. I think all these ones kind at of this my point. Favorite act. And Gray Delisle started stepping in as Daphne. So. Yeah, at this point, all of these were post live action movies, so yeah, it's a little at different. At least a good, good number of them. And look, John DiMaggio's in this. Um, you know say. what? I but I I bet you if I find the pictures, I'm pretty sure it's in the TV show because none of this looks familiar, and that's not the ghost that I remember. Oh, so this isn't the one I'm thinking of then. So yeah, yeah I bet it's I bet it's some uh, it's like from a different one because the one I'm thinking of had Penn and Teller. Oh, I get yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. That'd be funny. All right, so uh, Scooby Doo and the Legend of the Phantom Phantosaur. Come on, guys! They're, they're, run, they're running out of ste- they're, they're running out of steam here. Um, Is there a and shark? Then, they can and then it. come on, I know I've seen it. Oh, Scooby-Doo Spooky Game, so Olympics. Scooby-Doo Music of the Vampire. They did another Music Vampire one. Not surprised. It's like a Phantom of the Opera type thing. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Mask of the Blue Falcon, where they actually bring back one of the classic Hanna-Barbera things, the Blue Falcon. Do you remember him? Right. Yeah. The only thing I ever really saw him in was the freaking Dexter's Laboratory episode. They're like, I'm the Blue Falcon. You're a falcon, you say? I'm the Blue Falcon. Well, don't be blue. The Falcons aren't that bad this season. Like, they made that joke. Um, so they bring back that. Or, actually, they had that robot dog. You remember? He's like, uh, whatever it was called. The Mumbles or the dog that was like a robot. Um, Boy, you are, you are losing me. The further, right, the on. closer we get to the present, the more lost I become. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to find that. Or I'm not going to find what I want to find on that one. So, yeah, he, um. Yeah, that's a random character, random AF character to have in that. So, big top Scooby Doo circus stuff. Trying to get to what I'm. There was for, another stage one fright. of those old ones where Scooby and Shaggy and Scrappy join a circus. I remember that. Yeah, Scooby Doo stage fright. Probably another kind of that kind of thing. Uh, Scooby Doo spooky scarecrow. And look at okay, so with these ones now, 
Shaggy is now starting to be missing yep. entirely. Now it's just Scooby taking yeah. up the entire frame, and then like maybe we'll see Mecha Mutt Menace. No. Yeah. And then, uh, come on, where I'm looking for one specifically, and if I can find it, if it's not here, then yes, there it is. Oh yes, yes. Okay, so the. We're not even going to go past this one because we've already been spending way too much time on no, this. No, this should be fire. the last one this, we talk about. Yeah, this, this, because it goes on, it goes well beyond this, but this we're is the at last one we're going to do. 2014 now. Um, so finally, in 2014, Scooby Doo uh, finally does a movie that might be the pinnacle of the ridiculousness of these, like, these, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, pre, uh, uh, premises. So. Scooby-Doo, I, I remember I saw this scene. Scooby-Doo and the gang are in the mystery, uh, the Mystery Inc. van. The, uh, mystery, mystery Machine. Thank you, sorry. Mystery Machine. I don't know how the hell I missed that. Uh, they're in the Mystery Machine. They are driving down like this dangerous kind of like cliffside road, you know, as per usual. Yep. And the monster like somehow unearths this giant boulder or makes this giant boulder, has this giant boulder come down and like starts rolling down the hill, like down the cliffside, and like is gonna be in their path and it's gonna destroy them. Or it's actually rolling down the road, uh, the street itself. And they're like driving towards it, like, ah! And then all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, John Cena <laughs> comes in and literally punches the boulder <laughs> and it explodes into a million pieces. You are kidding me. I am not kidding. Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Why did we not talk about that for three hours? That is oh the best movie. That, that is the pinnacle of ridiculousness that has been these stupid, like, off-the-cuff, like, Scooby-Doo and Moon Monster Madness. Uh, Scooby-Doo and Kiss, Rock and Roll Mystery. The Beach Beastie, you know, like, they're running on empty. They are running on empty. Aaron, you know what this, you know what Scooby-Doo needs? Do you know what Scooby-Doo needs, Aaron? I swear to God, if you say another reboot. It needs the Lego treatment. Oh, they already have Lego. No, no, not that Lego treatment. Because there were Lego Batman movies before the Lego Batman movie came Uh, out. You mean like the, the, like, A legitimate Lord and Miller type treatment yeah, yes yeah. and absolutely Scooby-Doo and the wwe curse of the speed demon so here's the thing the reason scooby-doo persists is that these characters are timeless interesting characters they have unique characters arcs they have unique personalities you can tell who they are in the way they work in a 20 second in a 20 minute short so here's Scooby-Doo the thing and shaggy showdown so here's the thing, if you'll focus on me for just a moment and step away from IMDb. Okay. Just for a moment here, as I try to say something profound and interesting. <laughs> the reason why Scooby-Doo is timeless is because of these characters. The reason why it could use the Lego treatment is because Lego Batman worked on an idea in Batman that just isn't explored with the adult, air quote, movies, which is the real terror of Bruce's life is that he's afraid to let people into his life again because he may lose them once more. That's what made it so adult and grown up and cool. And the live action Scooby-Doo movies tried and failed to provide commentary on the character's origins. They said, oh yeah, Daphne was always a damsel distressed before, so now she knows karate. Ah, Velma, always with her head in her books. And all, you know, they, they play on the stereotypes without... They, they played on the stereotypes 
without offering anything new about them. So what would be a cool thing to do would be to Lego movie treatment it and say, all right, so let's actually speak on this. Why are these characters the way they are? Could there be growth? Could there be change? Could they come to terms? Uh, what is the real intriguing part about it? It's like um, the live action movies, I feel like they tried. They tried to, like, because they even showed them when they were younger and, like, that was stupid. It, it was terrible looking. Um, the direction, I honestly feel like they tried. And, like, I feel like if they did this, they could even do, like, a, uh, a prequel type thing where they show that the like how they met you know that would be kind of fun i think some of the new shows that they do the new scooby shows do delve into that okay then because it shows their parents and it shows what they were you know running from i mm-hmm. not running from but like what what propelled these group of teenagers to get into a van and solve mysteries exactly so i um i know that they like they've already kind of played on well it's been so many years since we've done that it's like i really feel like if they were able to kind of step back and show okay here's what these characters actually are. And that's why, like, I think that Mystery Incorporated one, the more stylized one, mm-hmm. um, the one I was looking at, well, I wasn't looking at before, <laughs> but it's it, this is actually one, like, I act- actively want to watch. Like It has a really cool color scheme. Yeah. There's a lot of pinks and yellows playing around and mm-hmm. some interesting textures. It does look like an entirely different interpretation of the material. Like, I specifically remember, like, it, it is the first time that a Scooby-Doo show has had an overarching theme here we go well that's why it's so interesting to see it happen this way like yeah, you see like they're more said, angles almost like the new uh ducktales type thing yeah I, I really enjoy how they do that because i think the idea about the overarching plot makes it less serial less csi sort of if mm-hmm. they have an overarching plot that they're having to deal with then it becomes more interesting it, and especially uh having extra characters show up that's cool too so it's not just Oh, these could all be bad guys, uh, but actually, like people who are part of the Mystery Inc.'s lives. And that's what, and with this one here, this 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 series here, like this ran for three seasons or at least three years, um, and I really feel like it um, was a much better interpretation of this because it, instead of it being one mystery, it's like Stranger Things or uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, where it's overarching mysteries instead of like oh there's a guy in a mask no there's a guy in a mask and he's trying to keep people away from the smuggling ring oh well the smuggling ring is actually a part of a bigger thing like they actually build off of these mysteries instead of like old man johnson he's the man the proprietor of the theme park and he's been trying to scare people away and into his theme park all uh, all the whole time. There was only one episode of Scooby-Doo I ever saw where the bad guy turned out to be real but also not the bad guy. And that was when they go to the beach to have a clam bake and this amusement park down the strip on the pier suddenly starts lighting up and they go over and they find a mechanical robot man that is just walking around, turning things on, servicing the equipment, and chasing them off. And they have no idea what's going on until it finds out that there was a guy who owned the theme park who got on in years, couldn't take care of it, and so built the robot to take care of everything, but he had gotten out of control, and so he couldn't get him fixed and 
Are you saying that, like, Scooby-Doo did Five Nights at Freddy's before Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, my God. I guess it did. It wasn't, like, an animatronic. It was just, like, a, a normal walking human being, so they thought it was a person. No, it was actually a robot. And in the end, they do fix the robot, make it all better, and he goes back to actually servicing the rides well and making everyone happy and they go on a ferris wheel ride together and it's like what is happening (laughs) i am happy i am content thing never smiles it never talks it's literally just walking really fast with glowing eyes it should never have been made to service a fairground with a bunch of kids it kind of looks like frankenstein a little bit yeah i remember that episode (laughs) so um okay so we have gone on way too freaking long. Um, Much like these movies. Ah. Uh, do you like my commentary there? Yeah, uh, that was nice. So with, uh, do you want to rate the movies or do you just want to? Oh, uh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Witch's Ghost and Zombie Highland, fun little things. They're, they're a little bit more serious, but they're, if they're you wanna, fun. If you want to see where it all began, like it's cool to watch Zombie Island. Uh, it is a little terrifying for me as a little eight-year-old so if you yeah. i wouldn't quite show it to your eight-year-old kids maybe wait a little bit because it's uh it depends it depends on the yeah. eight-year-old themselves like now if they're like if you know the wicked witch uh of the west from wizard of oz gets them a little bit then oh the, the then, flying yeah, then, monkeys yeah. are the scary part of that yeah uh, but if they are okay with, like, Walking Dead and junk like that, then they'll be fine with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, obviously. Yes, you, can, you can't you can watch I hope, Scooby-Doo if you watch I Walking Dead. I hope your Dead. eight-year-old is not watching Please Walking don't. Dead. But we, we, we learned earlier that uh, apparently someone was taking their, like, six- to nine-year-olds to it. And I'm like, I've heard it's kind Stop of gruesome. It. So. Stop it right now. All right. Well, uh, let's do our. Uh, so we recommend both of these, the, both of those movies, um, and had a lot of fun. We'll be posting. Um, I, I will definitely be posting on the or editing our post to make sure that they include the song. So yes. Um, well, let's do our plugs then, because cool. we always forget to do it at the beginning. Plug party. You can follow us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. Tweet at us on Twitter at Married Number Two the Idea. You can. Email us at married to the idea reviews at gmail.com. And if you forget any of those links, just find us online by Googling Married to the Idea. You'll also find all of our tracks on both SoundCloud and iTunes. And because it is October and Halloween, we are going to be trying and posting two episodes a week instead of one for the foreseeable future to get through all the fun Halloween movies that we have in store. If you ever want to comment on something that you think we would have differing opinions on yeah. or something that you think you have differing opinions on with us, let us know by commenting. We are we are um, pretty much uh, booked solid for this month. We know what we're going to do um, because we're trying to do two a week and we pretty much know what we're going to do for the next um, three weeks except um, when we do podcasts and realize there's a whole other set of movies we could have been watching and reviewing yeah like we might we uh we might like we might change things but i mean obviously if you have some halloween suggestions or uh halloween movie suggestions do go ahead and send us um we like uh, to hear yeah we are like what are your favorite scooby-doo movies like did yes. you like cyber chase i mean you can be wrong but you know <laughs> if uh if you did you like cyber chase um and like you know, again, I think I said this for the 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 last one or for like the paranormal one. Like we know we're not gonna do 
Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Because sorry, guys. All, all, all it would be is an hour and a half of us talking about how great it is. It would just be compliments about Bette Midler, weird concerns about everyone being really obsessed with this young boy's virginity. And I would talk about Jason Marsden being, you know, a great voice actor. You know, it's, there's, there's... that People have said it before, they will say it again. I will say, they have already started talks for a reboot of Hocus Pocus. Stop it, Disney. Stop it now. They won't do a sequel, but they'll do a reboot. I hate Disney that. Disney logic. It Hashtag is Disney. Disney logic. It is Disney logic. You know what? We had this really great thing 20 years ago. Let's test it off. But instead of continuing the characters and a logical progression of their character, let's just remake the thing and make all the money. Like, what would happen if, like, someone was actually able to re-summon the Sanderson sisters? Like, and, but... They were brought in to so like they they knew about the modern time for the nineties, but they were brought back in two thousand seventeen. And like, what's the internet? Yeah, you love all this commentary. Let's really go crazy yeah, with like, it. Like, there is potential for these things, and they are absolutely squandering this shit. Or they or a bunch of with witches that, who want to summon the Sanderson sisters to like learn from them and become the new ones. Yeah, like what are they? And then the Sanderson sisters had to fight these new witches to get them to go to bed, just like in the witches' ghost. Ah, uh, that's kind of funny. Interesting. Like, yeah, like there, see, there's potential, and you could bring back, um, you can bring back pretty much everyone for that. Yeah, Bette Miller, Sally Struthers, except for the and, father, uh, um, the oh, uh, Jessica Parker, all hiding out in a shed. Uh, no, uh, Bette Midler. Who else did you say? Did I say Sally Struthers? I'm sorry. Yeah, you said Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers is from uh, Gilmore Girls. I'm very sorry, Uh, Sally. No, uh, (laughs) Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy. Najimy, thank you. And I I, I always mispronounce And Sarah Jessica Parker always hiding out in the woods being like, we've been here so long, sisters. I wish we could go back to our slumber. And just like all these good jokes that could be made. And nope, let's, let's reboot it. Yeah, because yeah, that worked for the Dirty Dancing reboot, and that worked for the Sound of Music reboot, well, and the Peter are, Pan reboot. All of those were live, like, live musical things. This is supposed to be, like, an actual movie. Same problem, man. Same problem. I absolutely Same agree. Same problem. So. In case there is someone out there who already knows, we will, in November, finally get to the movie that I love to hate that we will be discussing at length. Aaron will finally give me a platform on which to speak my opinions. Okay, yeah. In, in talking about reboots and stuff like that, yes. So and we you, have you, to. You, you pretty much can already guess what we're going to do. So, like, don't even try to guess. You know what it, it's going to be. So You know, if you know me, in your heart of hearts, you know what it is. So, and we will, yes, I have been, I put her, I put her at bay for, until now, or until I have November, been, so. since our Civil War review, yep. I have been wanting, chomping yep. at the bit. Yep. So we'll be doing that, but uh, we still want to know, like, it may, it may come, uh, we might come up with ideas for next year because of your suggestion. So. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even be thinking of, like, help, help us out for November. We've got a couple ideas for November, but, you know, we're going to have some, um, some fun then. So, uh, but yeah, give us a, a like, a subscribe, um, share, all that good stuff. You know, spread the word. Sharing is caring. Hashtag sh- sharing is caring. It so. can be fun. All right. Well, um, I think we've talked on for way too long. About Scooby-Doo? About Scooby-Doo. Never. So, Well, until next time, she's been Elizabeth. And he's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.